Hello and welcome to Apprentice Talks, a podcast made to educate, inform and give insight into what it's really like to be an apprentice and juggle multiple worlds. We're really excited to be here today with Jenny Taylor, UK Foundation Manager at IBM, and Daniel Morrissey, Senior Editorial Early Careers Schemes Manager at the BBC. This is a really exciting episode because we're looking at the other end of the apprenticeship experience from an employer perspective. So today we're going to be looking at how apprentices support organisations and why so many big and small companies are investing their money in apprenticeship programmes. Um, so to start with, could you just both, uh, Jenny, if you would, wouldn't mind starting, just briefly outline what you do at IBM and how that sort of contributes to the wider apprenticeship space? OK, so um, I uh, manage IBM's early professional programmes so that graduates, apprentices, trainees and interns. Uh, we've had a very long running graduate program, intern program in IBM. We started apprenticeships in 2010 uh, with a small cohort um, because we wanted to bring, uh, use another channel for bringing young people into the business. So yeah. apprentices, and we think of apprentices as school leavers, Mm. Um, so bringing them into the business and to do real client facing roles. So, uh, real proper jobs within IBM. It was a huge success. Um, so we've expanded our program ever since then. And now we offer, uh, every level of apprenticeship. So from level two, right up to level seven. Amazing. Um, and what about you, uh, Daniel? What do you, what does your sort of job role um, entail at the BBC? So I head up the BBC's early career schemes in editorial. That's uh, apprenticeships and trainee programmes in journalism and production. Uh, I started out as a journalist and worked in TV production myself, but I've spent much of my career working in recruitment and, and talent management. Um, before this current role, I was I was head of talent for BBC Entertainment and Music, the home of Strictly Come Dancing, the Eurovision. But I'm now solely focused on on new entrants. And uh, at the BBC, we've got around 260 apprentices and trainees in lots of different disciplines and and all over the the country. And in terms of the the wider apprenticeship space, you asked about um, yeah. as an organisation, we're we're heavily involved in government consultation we sit on trailblazers that that's the sort of mechanism for working with other employers and bodies to develop new apprenticeship standards yeah. or to revise um, standards when they're up for for being renewed and um, you know the BBC has been a, a has got an industry leading reputation as a as an early careers um, provider awesome. it's, it's, it's pretty clear that um both the organisations and your roles um, are very, you know, are interested in apprenticeships and, and are very invested in, in giving, in creating more apprenticeships for, for young people. So going to you, Jenny, I think it will be nice to dive a bit deeper into, into the reasons why uh, you personally and also IBM as an organisation are interested and have invested so much in apprenticeship schemes. Okay, so um, in the UK, as I'm sure everyone knows, um, there's a huge gap in digital skills. Indeed, the Prime Minister has been talking about it only this week. Um, and, and even though we're a very large technology company, um, you know, we still 
have challenges, shall we say, in recruiting sufficient people to meet that skills gap. So we're always on the lookout for new ways of bringing digital expertise into our business. And apprenticeships are actually, I would say, the perfect way to do that. Um, so there are, there are a wide range of digital apprenticeships and, and like the BBC, and indeed I, I work with the BBC, um, uh-huh. so it's nice to uh, be, mm-hmm. be on this podcast with a colleague from the BBC. Um, you know, IBM has been uh, a leader in developing, for example, uh, there's a digital degree apprenticeship, a level six apprenticeship, which we, um, which was launched in 2015. And it produces the most superb graduates. We've had people come out of that now. Um, and we've seen them overtaking graduates. Uh, and at the lower level apprenticeships too, so we offer a number, so software developer, software test, test engineer, um, junior management consultant, which also includes technical content. Uh, it's a fantastic opportunity for school leavers to join IBM as permanent employees. So this is, you know, a, a proper job, proper salary, um, full headcount, uh, permanent employee from school and learn skills that are relevant from day one. Uh, and that's the point. So that's why we see apprentices <coughs> overtaking graduates, because apprentices from the age of 18 upwards yeah. are learning relevant skills from day one and then applying them in the workplace. So that's why IBM is so keen on applying apprentices. Thank you very much. Amazing answer. Um, Daniel, could you also... Yeah, sure, sure. Well? So, I mean, as I said, on my side of the business, we're looking at editorial, so it's journalism and production apprentices. But you know, we've also got apprentices in business, in HR, tax, legal, uh, in broadcast engineering. And we've got lots of IT disciplines like cybersecurity, mechanical engineering, data science, uh, and, and, and so forth. Um, as an organisation, we talk a lot about connecting with our younger audiences and this absolutely puts our money where our mouth is you know apprentice journalists are writing and producing digital content from their young diverse perspective you know it's literally connecting us better with those audiences production apprentices are contributing their ideas data scientists are at the forefront of leading new technology so it's it's all the stuff that, that jenny was was just saying it is those digital skills and it is employing um, young people with new creative ideas and, and putting them at the forefront of what we do. Amazing. And I think you've both kind of touched on this a little bit um, in, what, in your previous answers. But um, if you were, say, for example, to speak to an organisation that was thinking about employing apprentices but wasn't sure, um, what's sort of the best thing about having apprentices work for your organisation and so what would you say to that organisation to sort of push them over the edge and start apprenticeship programmes? Daniel, do you want to start with this one? Well, I guess if you're looking for sort of business reasons, then you're creating a huge talent pool of, of you know, young, diverse talent for your future vacancies. I mean, like IBM, we also um, have most of our apprenticeships go into permanent jobs anyway with us. Um, but it's setting that those people up ready for their careers with the BBC. 
um, and all apprenticeships are, are creating that, that pool of, of talent for your future vacancies. So that's a, a, a first and, and foremost. Um, I think the reason I was talking about just now is absolutely crucial, and that's about really engaging with a sort of demographic that you might not have in your usual staff, you know, mm. the sort of very young and often diverse population of apprentices will engage you with your consumers, your audiences, your readers, your viewers, you know, whatever your consumers are, um, in, in a way that you might not be able to, to, to gain from, from the rest of your staff. So the business reasons are, are really, really, really clear. Um, but it's also just about contributing to the industry, um, developing the standards within the industry, and supporting uh, you know, what I personally think is, is a wonderful alternative to university and a fabulous start into the industry. Amazing. What about you, Jenny? I think from our perspective, and I do actually talk to quite a few employers, um, it's, it's, it's one of the things I'm often asked to do if they're not quite sure or they want to know how to set up a scheme. Um, so I do this for real, um, so it's not hypothetical. Um, <laughs> so from a business perspective, and it's always the business perspective that you need to emphasise first, um, because quite often I think you, you know a, a company will need to get finance approval and, and you know things like that before they can hire so from a business perspective um, apprentices are really really good value um, so they are young they are enthusiastic resource they're really motivated and keen to learn which makes them um, very very positive employees they're also loyal so if we look at retention uh, which is you know a big return on investment factor um, then retention for apprentices is also very high and I know that's not just IBM because I speak to a lot of other employers they all say the same thing retention is much higher than graduates actually um, so why wouldn't you uh, hire uh, apprentices into your business they are absolutely um you know i think of some of us gold dust they really are I, I count them that highly um but but also you know as the bbc find they are a fantastic way of, of increasing diversity in your business and it's wonderful to actually hear some of the stories um so for example some of our degree apprentices and, and not just ours there's there's many many stories out there um, of people who never ever thought they could aspire to take a degree um, but they've they've discovered degree apprenticeships um, and and actually I, I think that's the perfect way um, uh, because you know they're fully funded um, so from a, um, an employer point of view you have the training funded um, and you have these tremendous employees coming out at the end of, yeah. of their apprenticeship. Um, and people, people who have, if, if you like, um, gone beyond the aspirations that they dreamed of are incredibly inspiring people to have in your business. So mm -hmm. I would just say go out and get some more. <laughs> thank you both for like you've uh, you've made me and katie yeah. blush a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well deserved <laughs> uh 
Um, but we totally agree, and, and that's that is the primary reason why we started this podcast is to highlight these achievements and highlight and change the stigmas, especially those who, who are not, I guess, edu- as educated enough to know the benefits of an apprenticeship and may just have their the the traditional views uh, or may not have or may not be aware of the new the changes happening um, may not be aware of all these all, all these impacts that an apprentice an apprentice does so thank you guys for your answers um, however we like to ensure that we have a, a balanced view of things on, on the podcast so we know that so you know someone coming straight from school it's not the uh, the employee that you might be looking for at that very moment and they have, you know, things to improve. So I would like to ask, uh, starting with, with Daniel, um, what are some of the, I guess, the most challenging things about having an apprentice in an organisation or, or things that you see as the areas of development for the apprentices when they when they join, the most common ones? Um, well, I guess it's probably balancing learning on the job with college so as an apprentice you are spending 20 percent of your time uh working with a a college or learning provider and uh you have exams and mocks and project work and if you're in england you'll have an endpoint assessment probably have a portfolio um and as a as an employer you need to support the apprentice with that with that work um in with our journalism apprentices for example you know if they can make work for their portfolio that can actually be used by us, you know, whether it's online, you know, in our digital output or, or on radio or on TV. Um, and very, very many of them are making content that is, that is used every day. Um, so working with them, and I, I think it requires, you know, a good level of um, cooperation, working with their objectives you know, the apprentice themselves does need to be proactive and contribute and speak up. And they need to know that there won't be someone telling them their every every move. But mm. the, the employer, the placement manager, the, the host, whoever it is, does need to, to support and, and work with them with them through it. So it is a sort of two way, two way relationship. And it is that understanding that it is a, you know, whilst the basis of apprenticeships is learning on the job it does come with a qualification and a lot of learning as part of it. So I think that's probably one of the the hardest aspects. I mean, obviously this year has been incredibly challenging for, for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've all had to adapt to new ways of working, but for apprentices, you know, trying to continue working on the job whilst many have been working from home, Mm-hmm. Um, colleges have changed to virtual classrooms. Exams mm-hmm. have been online, so yeah. it's been a particularly difficult, you know, year for them. Yeah, I can, uh, I can relate to that. Having to write a dissertation <laughs> from my home, <laughs> absolutely, was, was very, was very challenging. As yes, obviously, obviously, whilst also working at the same time and having to balance that. I bet. Um, Jenny, how about how about you? What are some of the challenges and, and areas of development? you see with apprentices i think um if you're gonna have issues and challenges it's probably at the beginning um particularly because um for most you know most of our apprentices it's their first proper job um so there's a big you know that's and this is one of the 
you know the major changes in your life isn't it going to your first proper job yeah um so there's a lot of support needed for some more than others uh in the first six months at least uh so that's what my team do so that's why we have an early professionals organization within ibm because we understand that uh, um you know young people do need a bit of help um starting up and that's one of the reasons why we were nervous actually about starting apprenticeships in the first place we thought you know 18 year olds in the workplace we haven't done, <laughs> we haven't done this before hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully you know, they don't throw a party instead of working well, well, <laughs> no of course they don't um, <laughs> but but you know it's a big change especially if they're leaving home as well uh, yeah and, and we do try actually to try and recruit apprentices um near their 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 working location but obviously that that doesn't always work so some some people do leave home as well as starting their first job so so pastoral support is um essential and and just um you know how how do you conduct yourself in a working environment if you haven't been in one before uh so so we do that. We, we have continued recruiting um, in the virtual environment. So that, that's even more of a challenge for everybody because normally we'd do a two-week induction, induction. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in, in a nice um, country house somewhere or something like that. So they'd all get to know each other and we could get to know them, but we can't do that anymore. Um, but, but still yeah. they require that same support and indeed perhaps more in covid because it's actually more difficult to meet people yeah. um so those i think are some of the challenges for us 100 percent. and then i guess looking more broadly to challenges in society and stereotypes um some people still think um that apprentices are only hired to do meaningless tasks like um photocopying making tea and coffee um and things like that and just sort of generic admin tasks Jenny, what would you say to someone who said that apprentices are only hired to do these meaningless tasks? Well, I would point them to some of our apprentices um, and show them exactly what they have done um, in terms of their achievement. But I, but I do think that you're you're right. There's still a lot of work to be done on get on getting the profile of apprentices up because, as we all know. There are apprenticeships in every sector now, you know, from yeah. law um, to medicine to the police, you yeah. know, everywhere. And people need to, to, to know that. And it doesn't yeah. help, I think, still that, you know, when you see adverts <clears throat> with apprentices, they've all got hard hats on and things like that. And I'm thinking, mm. no, <laughs> not, you know, obviously there are some really great uh, apprenticeships in in um you know manufacturing and things like that but there's far far more out there and for a young person at the moment i'd say actually hand on heart and bearing in mind i've recruited graduates for a very long time it's the best option Mm. because you are getting tangible skills that are required in the workplace Uh, and that's the message we need to get out there and you touched there on um, that you'd that you'd show them your apprentice success stories, um, or or show them what some of your apprentices have achieved. Have you got an example of of one of those? 
Well, I've got um, Chris Atchampong, um, who I think... Yeah, we know, we know Chris well. I think you might know Chris, um, who was certainly um, one of the poster boys for the National Apprenticeship Service, who started with us um, as a level three apprentice in sales, uh, quickly moved on to a degree apprenticeship, has now qualified with a first class degree, and he is now an out-and-out full-time seller for IBM. Amazing. You know, on, on quota, um, you know, promotion behind him. Um, and he's not the only one. You know, if I look at our early cohorts and I see them all moving up uh, IBM, two, three promotions behind them, uh, consultants in our consulting services. Uh, so some really, really uh, superb professional people who all started as apprentices. Amazing. And uh, Daniel, it would be great to also hear some examples of apprentice success stories uh, within BBC as well. Oh, well, there's so many. I mean, that's what brings so much joy to 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 doing this this job. Um, you know, I've I've got a, two former journalism apprentices who are now reporters on BBC Radio One's Newsbeat. Oh, wow. um, you know, we've got former journalism apprentices who are on screen reporting. Um, you know, one of our former broadcast engineers, uh, Crystal Richards, she won the top award at the Young Technologist of the Year. We've wow. got broadcast operator apprentices working, you know, across live, local and national news, all, you know, all throughout COVID, mm. providing, you know, the, you know, making themselves really valuable members of the team. Um, Rob Forbes, he was one of our production apprentices a few years ago. He was just in the Forbes 30 under 30 list. Um, wow. He's the youngest senior camera journalist at the BBC, 22. I think he's probably 23 now, making content across, across news. But just on a daily basis, you know, because our apprentices are, are making actual content that is often, you know, online, on television, on the radio, um, you know, I see them on air all the time and you know those that are behind the scenes are are, are doing the, the jobs behind the scenes but they're making real valuable contributions and as jenny said you know as you do this job for a while you see them develop and go on and and go on to all sorts of things so there's also that sort of heritage of um apprentices from from several years back who have who have really developed and 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 uh done fantastically well in their careers so those i think you know as jenny said just giving those examples are the are the best reply to to that sort of old-fashioned view of what apprentices might be yeah a hundred percent and i think another thing is you know um i suppose one stereotype that i think i might have had before i started mine was that i just you know do my degree and do my job and that would be it but um, Jenny, IBM apprentices can get involved with a lot of extra things outside their apprenticeship programme, like training courses and things like that. Would you be able to sort of elaborate a bit on that and what, what apprentices at IBM can get involved with? Well, I think, I think we pride ourselves on offering a lot more than just the, the standard apprenticeship path. Um, yeah because we want our apprentices, well, all our early professionals, to develop um, as much as they possibly can. So we offer a lot of uh, additional training courses, um, but we also have communities 
uh, of early professionals. So we have one where we do uh, events with clients, some of our clients, early professionals, apprentices indeed. We have done at least three with the BBC, so this is very, very <laughs> relevant. Um, where normally um, uh, executives from the client organisation uh, present the apprentices with a particular business problem and we might spend two or three days um, researching that problem, coming up with some ideas, but tangible ideas that can actually be used. So this isn't a paper X, this is a real life exercise um, so, and those are really exciting uh, in terms of participation, networking, learning about each other's businesses. Um, we've all, we also actually offer rotations. So we've had apprentices come from the NHS, for example, um, to work in IBM. And we have wow. sent apprentices out to other organisations uh, you know, on placement to work in organisations as too. So Chris, Chris Achenpong, who I mentioned, for example, went to Tesco's, uh, yeah. a client of IBM. So he then got a fabulous insight into retail and how mm. one of our clients works just, just through his apprenticeship and doing a rotation. So it's all sorts of different opportunities that we offer. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, and Daniel, um, so... For the, for the listeners of our podcast, you're going to mainly be young people who are in apprenticeships or looking to go into an apprenticeship. Uh, what what advice would you have? And Jenny, if you do have a, do add in as well. What advice do you have for someone who's looking for an apprenticeship and wants to apply? Um, what advice do you have for them to be successful in their apprenticeship scheme um, when they are when they are in one and also successful? through the application process as well well i think in terms of applying absolutely jump in with both feet but before you do that research read up and make sure you understand and know all about it you know it is focused on learning on the job but it is mixed with a lot of study exams portfolio work and you know end projects um and so forth so make sure you understand what it is you're signing up for um but the rewards are huge. You know, a qualification, a fabulous experience, a, the most amazing step into um, a, any career. As Jenny said, there are apprenticeships in everything now. Once you're on the apprenticeship, um, I think it's about, you know, be proactive, do contribute, do speak up, you know, uh, just contribute to the organisation and, and, and make your voice heard. Um, you know, you're there for a reason. I mean, I always say at our recruitment days, I always say um, at the front of the room, you know, don't don't perform in a way that you think we're looking for. You know, we're not looking for a type of person. We've chosen you for the individuality and creativity that you've demonstrated to us in your applications. And that's what we want to see. So that's what, what you should bring to the role and to the organisation. Thank you. Uh, Jenny, do you have anything to add? I, d uh, I don't think there's much more I can add to that. That was the perfect <laughs> answer. I, I would just emphasise, do research the organisation to which you are applying, because you will be asked. Um, you know, we want, we want people who are passionate about joining our organisation, not just any old organisation. 
Um, and do make sure you, you're choosing a career pathway that interests you and that you are passionate about pursuing because it, 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 it is hard work and apprenticeship, you know, it, it is, you know, as, as has been said, it is a mixture of on-the-job training and then some academic work. You do have to create a portfolio, um, mm. which is, you know, a significant chunk of work, I know, because, um, because I have reviewed quite a few portfolios. And I'm doing one right now as well, so I, I know as well. <laughs> um, so go into it with passion. But, but also, I think I meet a lot of apprentices who've had, you know, shall we say, clashes with parents, with careers, mm. advisors, teachers, whoever, who say, oh, no, you don't want to do that. You know, that's a bit second class. It mm. absolutely isn't. Yeah. Um, I would argue it's, a, it's first class, in particularly in the current environment. It's the best oh, thing to do. Yeah, best thing. Yeah, I can relate to that. I had careers advisors telling me that it wasn't a good decision yeah. to make. And um, now I look back and think it was the best decision I made in my life. So Good. I Very glad to hear yeah. um, So 100% I think, agree. And I think they don't realise how competitive it is, actually. <laughs> um, I, I, I saw something about how, you know, like some of the schemes are, as competitive as getting into the top universities in terms of spaces and applications, because obviously of how much benefits you're getting. Like, I, I still remember when I heard about this scheme, not knowing it being in the, in the sixth form that I was focused on university and just thinking like it was too good to be true. Like, you know, how am I, <laughs> like, how am I getting paid to, paid, my degree paid for and free experience? It just felt like, hmm, let's catch this or something like, you know. <laughs> I must give my I must give my soul part of my soul away or something, but, <laughs> but um, but no, it was yeah, it was. It, when you read into it, it makes sense why obviously why it's it's required and how it benefits everyone who's involved. So, yeah, I would I would do it again. <laughs> I'll do it again. Yeah, me too. Um, so that comes to the end of this podcast. So I'd like to say on behalf of myself, Samuel, and the rest of the Apprentice Talks team, thank you so much both of you, uh, for coming on. Um, so it's been such a pleasure to hear about all of your experiences um, at IBM and the BBC. Um, so thank you both. Um, and for our listeners, don't forget to follow us um, at Apprentice Talks on Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, and thank you for listening today. <laughs>